What's happening, municipals? I want to talk to you about the brand new golf ball markers from Matchstick Golf. The golf season upon us, and the Masters is right around the corner, and Matchstick is ramping up and raring to go. They've recently released two markers in collaboration with Manzanita Links, one of Oregon's best coastal golf courses. You can get King Sevy, the Seagull, or the Spirit of Oregon Crest right now, or if you want something more formal, Grab the all-new Bachelor Cash Stack, an all-new marker featuring a wad of $100 bills bound with a black bow tie and finished in gold. It's perfect for a bachelor party gift for your groomsmen. And of course, you can always use code MUNICIPALS at checkout for 20% off your first order. Head to matchstickgolf.com, get all-new ball markers at a great price. Matchstick Golf, set fire to the greens. How hard did you push it till I black out? Yes. Numerous times, yes. What's happening, municipals? This is Chris motherfucking hussy calling in from Walnut Creek, California. Hope you guys are doing well. Just wanted to share my thoughts about Soul Park. What an amazing, amazing golf course you guys picked for the cookout. I mean, it's it's a bastion of municipal golf. I mean, it, it needs to be like on everyone's bucket list if they want to play cheap, affordable municipal golf that is of the highest quality. I mean, I've never played on greens like that for what, $35, $40 um, around incredible strategy. I mean, like this is everything golf needs to be where you don't just hit towards the flag every single shot you need to hit, you know, to the right side of the green and let it trickle down. I mean, it's it's perfect. It requires you to think and it's and it's a much more enjoyable and and, and fun piece of piece of golf uh favorite hole oh, man there's so many great holes i will have to single out um hole 14 because during match play that's kind of like that's when you need to start turning your jets on if you're if you're down one or down two um because it's a hard hole i think it's a number two handicap hole you got a tough drive wind is always coming out of your right and you're going uphill and there's ob left um and then the green is just yeah the green is very difficult there's three bunkers long there's two bunkers short right um and then it's just this really really tiny apron um that requires um you know precise shot uh, yeah I, I i think i think that hole is one of the best um favorite shot of the weekend is for sure the first hole my 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 birdie putt on uh the saturday of best ball where jd who's a plus two and i are playing pacabrera and big c municipal big c and uh you know for many years big c's given me shit for my putting which is warranted because it's not that great and uh well i had a 15 foot birdie putt and i put it right in the fucking heart and stare down big c and Basically, that's the first hole that we won, and we never lost a hole, and we won eight and seven, so that was a nice little beat up over uh, over Team Hot Dog. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, 
I, I had such a great time at the cookout. Thanks for, you know, setting it all up. Um, it's unlike any type of golf trip, every, any type of golf competition I've ever been a part of, um, playing with everyone. I mean, there's, you know, 23 other amazing guys that, um, we had a great time with, uh, shout out to JD again for the best ball routing, um, for, uh, SF golf guy, Rick, for our alt shot, you know, win over Brandon and Juan. And then, uh, in my singles against Brandon where, yeah, I didn't, I, I did not putt my, uh, my, my putting woes, um, came back to haunt me and I lost two and one, but overall had a great time. Big C Ashton, Jack, thanks for all that you did. And, uh, yeah, take it easy. Happening municipals, this is Big C, and we got the boy Ashton. How you doing, sir? <laughs> that was good, really good. That kind of sounds like uh, the the first tee at Soul Park uh, when I haven't even told you the story. We were having our practice round for our tournament, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, we had to play a fivesome, so poor Alvin didn't play by himself because we had seventeen people in the practice round. We were teeing off, and there was a British guy who goes are you playing five? And then we're like, yeah, yeah, we are. And he kind of like looks at the pro shop and he's like, oh. So the rest of the day we were just like, oh, are you playing five? And then our buddy JD rolls up on the uh, the 10th tee and his flip-flops with a, a couple cold, cold beverages in his hand. And we're like, this guy's going to lose his mind when he sees six people standing on the green. So yes, things are good, Chris. I'm excited to talk to you because I think we're all feeling it, man. But I hoped things were going to go well, uh, but I think based off the feedback, uh, I, and it sounds like everyone else is still buzzing off of uh, the first ever rendition of the cookout. So uh, are you still feeling it? I mean, I'm, I, it's, it's all I've been able to think about this week. All the feels still activated. Um, I am absolutely stunned at how great uh, the entire event went. And I, I got to give massive props to the staff at Soul Park. I mean, Keith and all of his um, staff that he had out there really treated us like family. They they took care of us, you know, allowed us to be kind of do our thing and and didn't intrude at all. And the the wait staff to the bartenders were all just genuine, nice people. And I think they actually came up to us at the end and told us that we were one of their favorite tournament groups that they have ever had come through the golf course, which was a made us feel fantastic that we had those kind of people that came out to our event. Yeah, because one of the jokes you know, I think we'll give, uh, you know, this isn't going to be as my dad would call it. This isn't going to be a mo fest, but we, we we should give shout outs. You know, I think that, um, you know, what one joke that that's not a joke that we talked about. If you go back and listen to one of our early episodes with my dad and his buddy Johnny, who even though they didn't come, are sort of the uh, the grandfathers of this trip, right? Uh, my dad's going to be mortified to hear grandfather at 55 years old, but dad, you know, that's coming at some point, big boy. So, um, 
but you know, we, we joke that, you know, you, you gotta have a quick trigger to boot people, you know, people who are bitching about their food, people are complaining about something. I, nobody, I, you know, if someone doesn't want to come or can't come, that's fine. But nobody got booted. Everybody was, you know, awesome to deal with. Um, yeah. Just treated everybody there, playing competitors, friends, staff with the, uh, the respect they deserve. And, you know, I, I didn't see anything chippy, but yeah, it, it, it was awesome, man. And I think, you know, I, I guess to take it back, we should probably share for both of us a little bit about kind of our, our, our week going down there and then we'll kind of dive into the actual tournament. But I went down Thursday with Hussey. Um, we played Sandpiper, which was a, a an evening round, which was really wonderful. You know, go back in the archives to hear our thoughts on Sandpiper. Actually, first golf trip, one of the, probably the third time, second time, Chris, ever played golf with one you. One of my best favorite um, coastal tracks, for sure. Yeah, just, just a wonderful place. Again, won't talk about it a bunch, but you know, just a, a wonderful way to kind of start the trip. And then Hussey and I drove down to Ventura. Um, shout out to John Figueroa, nine to five golf. There's, you know, he, he kind of shepherded us around on Friday as well, but gave me and Hussey some wonderful kind of food, coffee, breakfast suggestions, picked up Nick on Friday and kind of cruised over. So got some good golf in before we actually got to Soul Park and you and the boy Bean Mace, you guys got in a couple rounds as well, right? Yeah. So uh, we went down, uh, or I flew in Wednesday night. He flew in earlier Wednesday and we, uh, stayed out near Rustic Canyon and played Rustic Canyon Thursday morning. Then we went and played this new place, which I'll have, I'm going to have Bean Mace on, uh, and we're going to do a review of Tierra, uh, Rahada. It, all I'm going to say, this place was... Every time you go to say it, you, you, it's like you, you're like halfway through being like, fuck, what is this place actually It's called? so difficult you, to remember. you never said it confidently. Yes, T- yes, Tierra Rajada. Tierra Rajada. And it sounds like crazy. Again, we'll we'll hold on the four of you, but it sounds like a place that kind of makes you gasp for air anyway. Some of the pictures you said were fucking crazy. The entire round, it just it was literally like playing Tiger Woods 2003, like one of the made up courses that you play on there against one of the like ridiculous characters to level up. Like, except you're not Super Tiger. No, and everything's 110. percent Yeah, I can't click fucking X a hundred times to make the ball spin the backwards. Extra spin. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I can't. Like I can't manipulate the ball midair, but th- this course was a video game. It and it if you're ever out there and you have some time and you've already played Rustic and you've already played, um, what's the other course that we played on our on our first golf trip, Ashton? Um, Los Robles Greens. Uh, oh, yeah. it, like you've played great some place. of the other good ones around the area. Check out check out. Uh, Tierra Rajada, uh, because it with literally a different pronunciation right there. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't even say it correctly, but it's like a mission style, like clubhouse. Really cool. It actually almost looked like La Prisma's clubhouse. Um, hmm. and the terrain that's like playing on the moon. <laughs> it, you, this this terrain is just drastic. Like you pull up, and the tenth hole is straight uphill at like a 45 degree grade par four 390 yards and you're just like what the hell like hole? what the hell hole is this it kind of gives you like 
a little Wednesday vibes, but even dialed up even nut more nuts. Like it's just, you know, like there was a fucking par four where you were hitting over a canyon 220 yards that was 70 feet below you that you had to like zigzag down a like steep embankment to even get down there on a cart. And then the green was this like amoeba shaped green with bunkers on every side. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever like come across. And it was fun to play the first time, but oh, I don't know if I'd, I would call that my everyday golf course if I lived out in that area. And then Rustic Canyon, yeah. we've reviewed Rustic. Please go play Rustic. Best. It is amazing. And it was in great shape. Um, Jack and Marcus played it before they played the practice round on Friday. And they, they had the same thing to say. It was It's in great shape right now. They're tightening up the fairways a little bit because the fairways are really wide forgiving. So they're allowing the grass to grow out and they're tightening it all up. So you can see they're in the middle of that. So it looks rough around the edges, but that's just because they're growing stuff out to be able to kind of tighten that up and, and create more, um, you know, more misses and make it a little more difficult, which I don't think rustic needs to be any more difficult. I mean, it's it's really hard, really hard. Like the wind gets you enough. Like you don't need rough to fuck you even more. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. No, but that, but, but we both had a, a great way to start. So just to give everyone kind of a quick overview of what the tournament was. And then I think we should, really just talk more about our feelings Hell yeah. um so basically uh we had practice rounds uh starting at one o'clock uh 16 of our 24 playing competitors uh came which is a huge number i mean especially to take a friday off so shout out to everybody and then as i mentioned uh good friend of the pod john figueroa nine to five golf go give him a follow uh he joined as well and kind of showed us in the last group the caboose uh our way around um afterwards we had a fajita bar uh, which was wonderful. Um, and then we did our draft, which we'll certainly talk about. That was an experience. Uh, Saturday, uh, breakfast burritos and coffee in the morning. First group off at 7, last group off at 7.45. That was uh, four ball, so team best ball with no handicaps. We did pairings based off of kind of equitable groupings so that everyone didn't have to play with a handicap. It turned and out everyone incredible. Had- Perfect. I think the morning round was three and a half to two and a half. Yep. So very, very fair. Um, then afternoon, we basically show up, everyone finished, and the staff had our lunch orders. We had placed ahead of time on the tables, ready to go, like just unbelievable. Um, everyone had some lunch, changed their shoes and socks if they were smart, and then got back out there at one o'clock for all shot. And I think after day one, it was, what was it, Chris? Five to three, I believe. No, I just, I can't, no, I can't seven, get it right. five. Well, it was. Seven five. Yep. Seven five. Um, yeah. And then we actually, uh, Saturday we were thinking about doing something out as far as food, but it just made too much sense. So we all stayed and gave soul park some more kind of food and beverage money, which they, uh, much deserved kind of hung out there. And then Sunday, uh, breakfast, burritos and coffee first group off at eight, last group going off at eight forty five. singles matches. And, uh, we'll talk about this as well, but ended with team burger, 12 and a half, uh, team hot dog, 11 and a half. And what my dad told me is, you know, I, I know that people are going to be screaming in their microphone or in their cars going, it literally can't get any closer. My dad is like, you guys 
might never have one that's actually that close. So very fair, very equitable, and uh, essentially came down to the last match, which we'll talk about. But that's kind of a high-level overview. But Chris, I, I just off the cuff, man, like like we just kind of love to hear your thoughts on any and all of it, and you know we'll kind of riff off each other. I I mean the the entire entire event. I mean it took it took me and Ashton. I'm going to give Ashton most of the credit here for planning all the logistical side of things. I really just took care of the merch and went back and forth with him, making sure that the ideas that we wanted uh, for the tournament and how it was going to process, you know, were, were in place, but he really did all the legwork in, in planning this. And it was, it just turned out incredible. And, you know, starting first day with the practice round, everybody was, you know, on a high already coming off of that. And then going in, having dinner, which they had a great fajita bar set up for us. It was wonderful food the entire time we were there. And and then we did a live draft, which we had some great stuff to give out to everybody that was able to make it out. We had um, our guy Akbar and Seamus Golf donate valuables pouches for everybody that attended. That was beyond beyond anything that we could have asked that was very very kind of them to donate those um and in turn the shirts that we gave out to everybody the team shirts so we had a yellow and blue shirt made with uh with soul or the cookout at soul park written on the front and then on the back we had our displayed new logo that we just released um our monogram mp thank you to the twins for that and then um we had our new tees with our secondary logo called the chip shot awesome awesome logo again shout out to the twins and um matchstick golf fantastic for them to be able to donate you know ball markers for everybody so that he actually gave us hot dogs for the team hot dog and then hamburgers for for hamburger and then he also which we uh, included in the price as a as a thing for everybody when they paid to have custom made Weber grill ball markers with on the back inscribed the cookout at Soul Park Champions 2022, which was given to the hamburgers as they they took the title by one point, basically came down to a putt on 18. It was pretty pretty amazing for this to go as well as it did and then literally finish on 18 by one putt it it was you couldn't ask for a better event you really couldn't no and the other thing too i mean we we uh we kind of gave him a lot of credit then and i want to continue to do it now uh truly uh you know while i may have done a lot of the legwork you know over the last couple months to get this here uh, the whole thing would have just felt and been totally different without uh, best friend of the pod, Fabian, seriously. Uh, he, we So we had two dropouts due to COVID, which I, maybe I'm an idiot. I, I didn't see coming. I mean, again, nobody. I mean, that's kind of Captain Obvious over here. But both within less than seven days notice. And Fabian managed to fill both spots with friends and you know, one thing I talk a lot friends, about, by the way, both yeah, guys, like, incredible, incredible gentlemen. 
Yeah. And so, you know, the big thing that we talk a lot about is, you know, we obviously do this pod and we talk about public golf and we have our rating system and, you know, okay, awesome. that We like doing it. But one thing I talk to, you know, people who are non-golfers and I talk to, you know, Liz a lot about is it's about the golf, but it's not about the golf. So one of the best examples is, you know, I've going through our kind of group chat, you know, Jacob was, was one, he was the actual last edition. I mean, literally I was, I was walking with my golf bag in between shots at Sandpiper on Thursday, sending Jacob information and being like, you know, sort of haggling being like, Jacob, don't worry about that. I'll cover that. Just basically it was like, if I get him here so that we can have a full field. It was Chris and I had a backup plan. It was being like, well, one of us won't play all shot. One of us won't play best ball. Somebody have to play a match against two people. It would have been okay. It wouldn't have been ideal. So literally other than Fabian, Jacob didn't know anybody. And this is the message. Jacob, I hope this is okay, but you know, we're just going to do it. He put this note to the group, you know, on, on Sunday night, he said, hopping on the gratitude train a little late here. You know, that feeling when you pull up to the first tee and you're paired with a chill rando this weekend, I pulled up to 22 randos and that feeling 22 X had me on cloud nine. Couldn't have asked for a better group of gents to get after it with on the links and in, in, in an incredible location too. huge thanks to municipalities golf for making this happen. And to everyone who welcomed a kid from LA with open arms to everyone I played with. It was a pleasure getting to know you a bit to everyone. I didn't get to play with. We'll make it happen. Eventually special shout out to my guy Fabian for the opportunity blessed to be connect with y'all and hope to see you soon. If you're ever in LA, hit me up. And that got 18 out of 23 responses. If you didn't respond to that message, you're scummy, but that's what it's all about, right? Like, yes, the matches were great. Yes. But I mean, just the fact of like, you know, shortly here, I've wanted to do it, but we'll put pictures and stuff on Instagram. But, um, you know, when I've been showing, you know, people are like, Oh, what do you do this weekend? I was like, well, let me show you. And I would send it to some people at work and they're like, you guys look like you're having an absolute blast. And it was like, yes, because it's the golf is fun. But, you know, that feeling of, you know, Soul Park, we're not going to do a course review because we've already done it. But, you know, up by the first tee, there's this amazing tree and kind of this raised hill where they had to put some benches. I think it's probably got to be the best, like, hangout area potentially in golf people just sit up there hanging out and um yeah i mean i know it sounds cheesy but the reason i love golf so much i love competing and we'll certainly talk a little bit about you know our match and stuff chris but it's about the community right it's about us all coming together and it was just really cool to see that with uh all of these different people many of whom know knew each other but you know some of us like jacob who didn't know us at all and he could have hated us and he didn't and he had a great time and he's part of the crew now you know yeah, it was it was the the community that we have been able to be a part of throughout, you know, the group chats that we're members of with the RGC San Francisco group and um <clears throat> Portland groups that I'm members of here and how I met Bean Mace and you know, all of these all of these people that we've created this community and this friendship around this couldn't be done without those guys. And I think that's the one thing about golf that we are absolutely infatuated with. And we've said this in the past where guys, guys aren't, aren't going out and making new friends. Like when, when the older you get, the harder it is to make friends. It's it's the Tom coin. It's, it's actually the reason why I wanted to have coin on the pot. It's like, yes, reading all his stuff about Friar's head and stuff. That's awesome. 
but like hearing Tom Coyne talk about that is like, I, I was getting emotional reading the book. It's, you know, I, well, sorry, I know I'm interrupting Chris. Liz was telling her friends about our tournament and all of them were like, first of all, there was a bunch of people who were not her friends, but there were people when they heard about this go, I don't have 23 people to invite to anything. Right. That was the big response I got. The other piece too, she said is how did they manage to get that many people? That's not either a bachelor party or a wedding. Right. But I think it's because and this is where we're lucky and thank God for the internet. It's like-minded people, right? It's like everyone there got it. And that is so, so, so cool to find. So I'm sorry for interrupting, but that community, that kind of like, <laughs> like no, not one person other than Nick, 22 people. When I moved to the Bay Area, excited to be back. I did not know 22 of these people. And that is really fucking cool. That's what been, hasn't even been two years. 18 months ago, I didn't know these people. And now we're having the best time. It's incredible. It really is incredible. It, I mean, it is. And I, I can't thank everybody enough to, for coming out to it. And I know you guys all had a blast. So we can't wait to continue to do these year in and year out. That's that's a big goal for me and Ashton. Even if the municipals dispersed and, and we no longer are doing this, if that ever comes to, to an end, the tournaments will not. And they, until we can't walk and, and play golf anymore, I think these guys are going to go on forever. So, you know, keep an eye out. Everybody that was invited this year is definitely going to get, get that extended invite for next year. But, but also to be clear, he's not saying like, we're not stopping the podcast. No, like, this we're, is not. Not we're not, <laughs> we're not stopping the podcast. No, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I, I, it sounds like you're teasing something, not unless you've made a decision that I haven't, I don't know. I about. would love to keep <laughs> doing this podcast. So we're like 50, 60 years old. I, I would absolutely love it. All right. This is Nick calling in from San Diego, California. Um, thoughts on Soul Park. thought it was a fantastic golf course. Irrespective of the price, it's a fantastic golf course. Throw in the fact that it is so cheap, and it's incredible. It would be a great value at $100 around, uh, much less the whatever it was, 40 or 35 bucks that you paid. A favorite hole out there, number five, probably not the most original answer, but uh, the punch bowl green is so much fun and gives you so many options, especially with that tree garden right in front of it. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to play below or around it or over it. Um, made for a lot of interesting golf and a lot of interesting conversations between me and my partners and sort of to follow along with that my favorite shot was actually when I, I played into that green at, at number five uh, my second shot left me underneath that tree to the point where I couldn't get the ball up in the air I had to play it on the ground and so I tried to uh, to bump a hybrid from like 80 yards out keep it along the ground run it up the hill down into the punch bowl um, caught some rough didn't actually pull it off but just the the fact that I had to think that through and come up with something more creative than just your standard driving range shot um, I think shows or demonstrates why why Soul Park is such a fun and special place um my thoughts on the cookout are, are that it was fantastic. It was such a blast to play uh, this format of golf with this group of players, guys who all think and, and play the game you know, very similarly to the way that I approach it. Um, you know, play fast, have a good time, play to win, um, but you know, go out there and, and have a blast, and we did. So big ups on the cookout. I think you know, barring a few minor tweaks to you know the the. Um, the order in which we play four ball and, and uh, foursomes. Other than that, I think, you know, 
10 out of 10 and, and you know let's run it back next year um big shout out to, to guys that i played with um played with aaron munda and, and ashton uh both days and had a blast you know munda really helped me um especially during the singles after he closed out his match. Really helped me down the stretch, helped me to strategize, think through some shots, read some putts. Um, a lot of fun playing with him, you know, playing on the team. That was, that was a blast and, you know, really, really enjoyed his help and, and just getting to see the course through his eyes as we were talking through some of my shots. So that was really fun. And also, shout-outs to guys that I played against, Arlo and Steven on the first day. Played against Pat Bean Mace as well. And then... Um, on Sunday singles, had a great match against Steven, a lot of fun, came down to the 18th hole, he made this gorgeous uh, birdie putt from off the green, he was, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 feet away, uh, to seal it, you know, don't like losing, but to lose to that shot, that's okay, so uh, congrats to him, it was a lot of fun playing with him and B-Mace on that last day, and, um, you know, looking forward to it again next year, thanks a lot for uh, hosting guys, you guys did a great job. Actually, in, in the shower today, I was thinking that I had the realization, to be clear, I love potting with you, could not, would not want to do more than one a week unless someone is, you know, unless at Seamus Golf wants to <laughs> throw a couple shekels our way. Uh, that was scummy. I'm sorry. Um, but I was like, oh, yeah, a thousand episodes. I was like, well, that's 20 years from now. So, <laughs> like, I'll be about to turn 50 when we're, you know, but hey, that's a, that's an aspirational number. So. Yeah, but yeah, we're not we're not stopping the pod. But Chris, the other thing I think we should talk about too that I think is you know something worth just really harping on because it's top of mind um, is match play, right? We've talked about this some, but I think that a big part of you know courses and thinking about course design is is this stuff, and I think Soul Park as do a lot of courses fit really well. I mean, I know that one of my favorite things also in the chat about match play is, you know, our buddy, so our buddy JD, uh, I mean, it was, I, I kind of, I'm putting you, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but you know, he, he started off by putting you in an absolute body bag in the morning. So you can talk about that, but you know, he actually had a singles match against our buddy Pat and in the chat, Pat said, JD had me fighting for my life. Quick story on 11, which is a kind of a pretty not not long it's it's a par five um he said on 11 i snap hooked my drive chopped it out of the weeds shank an eight iron that hit a wedge to the back of the green jd's on the green in two and i'm about to concede the hole but i chip it in for the nastiest part of my life we ended up pushing the hole match play is a whole different beast so much fun like that's what it's all about right like i have no idea what i shot any of the three rounds you know saturday or sunday and that's just really fun so you know and it was so fun to compete against you like i was i was wobbly all day it just it felt totally different than any kind of golf i've played yeah i've played a lot of match play and and i absolutely love it i think i i'm a competitor at heart so having a what I love about match play is you can you can really play bad in the hole and you still have holes left. There's always a place to come back. And I think with our match, you definitely that was that was kind of the tale of our match where the front nine, I basically it was even or me one up pretty much the entire front nine. And then we got onto the back nine and you literally flipped the table got it even immediately and then four up by, by 15. And it was just, I didn't have a way to climb back once I started losing, you know, losing holes to get back 
from that. So it it literally can go either way. And I think that is the coolest thing about match play because if we were playing stroke play, who knows? Like, you know, I could have literally been three under through the front nine. And then if if I played like I played against you, I could have ended up being, you know, shooting an 85 where you, you know, you could have turned it around. I, it's just, it's hard to tell. We could have both shot an 85 yet, but you beat me by four holes. It's just, that's just how match play breaks down. And it certain holes are going to tend to lean towards certain people. And I think that's the coolest part about it as well, where a guy that's not a long hitter like myself can really strive on, you know, par threes and on, on shorter par fours where you as a, as a bigger hitter can kind of get yourself in trouble on those shorter par fours. If you're trying to, you know, really demand the hole and hit like a driver to get yourself within like 60 feet to, or 60 yards to have like a flip wedge in where that could turn bad. You could blast it into the trees and then instantly lose a hole where someone like me, that's going to keep it in the middle 80% of the time and hit it 250, 260 down the middle with my driver. You know, I'm hitting my favorite club in my bag every time on that hole. And it's going to, you know, come down to you having to really get it in tight to be able to birdie that. Yeah, and, and I even know, like, you know, and that made a concerted effort because, you know, on on number six, which is a par three, um, I had about seven feet for par. Chris has a 35-footer down the hill and literally drips it in, and then I miss my putt. And that's when I was kind of sitting there going, like, you, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, and then the next hole, I, I think I I think I won, but, like, it, it wasn't anything meaningful. But the next hole, I think I made, like, a 12-footer up the hill, and I, and I, I made the putt and then I, you know, the next hole is a number nine is a, I think we had a couple guys in the practice town who actually drove the green and made Eagle, or I think Juan made Eagle. So, it, so it is drivable, but I knew that that is the kind of thing that was going to play into your hands. So I quite literally like made the putt, grabbed my five iron and walked to the tee. So not even to give myself that opportunity. It's like, get up here, put it in play. Don't make a mess here and give one right back. And then we parted and that's kind of what flipped, you know, and then we pushed that one and then I took that momentum in the back nine, but, but that's the fun of it, right? It wasn't like, can I make birdie? It's like, no, no, no. Like I'm just trying to keep the momentum, keep it in play. Um, and yeah, just kind of riffing off each other. And take but your advantages was... where you can. That's the biggest thing too. know yeah. your strengths. That's the biggest thing with match play is you're, you're not trying to hit it all over the ballpark. You need to play strategically you're playing chess in match play. It, it's not It's not you trying to get your lowest score or anything like that. It's knowing that, hey, this guy, depending on what he's doing, and that's why you, you play in a certain way when you play match play as well, depending on what you're doing and knowing your opponent, that helps a lot too. Where a lot of these guys that played in the tournament didn't know their opponent's um as well some guys like this the first time they were ever meeting him so with me and ashton i know what he's going to do on certain holes where like if it's a 160 yard par three aka the third hole at soul park i know ashton's either going to put it short right in the bunker or he's going to blast it far left into the bunker because there's a bunker in both sections where ashton normally would hit the ball and so 
uh, I think on that hole, you actually hit it short oh. left. <laughs> Well, I was on the front of the green, but I I, I yipped a I yipped a three footer for the win because I watched you Chris's Chris ball rolled up and around the hole, hit about ten feet, went up and around the hole, and then rolled back down like seven feet. So then I got all scared, and I literally sideswiped a putt from three feet and missed the hole by about six inches. But that was again that's. I, if we were playing for a score and just like out there, I would not never have missed that putt, but I had jelly legs and my body just went, you know, like shout out to my dad on that one. Just kind of like <laughs> basically missed the putt, but no, it's just super fun. I think the other thing too, is like, you've obviously played way more match play than me, but I think what was super cool is there's so many people in our group who've never done anything like that. You know, I, I think it was interesting, you know, Steven, um, you know, Brandon's buddy, who's now our buddy, um, you know, he told me after he's basically never like he apparently prefers uh, this is crazy to me. I mean, Stephen, you can like what you like. He prefers the driving range to the golf course, which is like my nightmare. Like, I don't like hitting golf balls at all. I actually didn't hit one practice ball the whole time we were there, <laughs> which is maybe not a great thing. Um but Steven just like likes to, you know, he'll play a match once in a while against Brandon, but he just likes to hit balls. And then we put him out there, you know, in a singles match against Nick and he makes a, it was crazy. I mean, th- their match for, for context. I and mean, these are, you know, these are our, our two highest handicaps throughout. I think Nick was giving him three total strokes, two on the front, one on the back, whatever. Um, on 15, Nick lost the hole on a rules infraction. He, he hit a ball that was moving and, lost all he was about to win. So instead of being two up going to 16, they were tied. And then on 18, Nick chips it down to about four feet. Shout out to Munda for the read. And then Steven makes a putt. Like again, at Soul Park, there's all of these kind of like areas and these massive undulations. Steven puts it way up on the hill and it, it just comes ripping down the hill, hits the flagstick and goes in. And you know, I was like, holy shit, that was amazing. Steven just looks at me and goes, I haven't made a putt over eight feet this whole trip. And he just makes this like 40 foot ripping putt. Um, you know, and Nick was like, you know, like super impressed by the putt, but it was just like so dejected. And it was just like, this is crazy. Like it's just feelings that you won't feel any other time. And I think that's what's so special about the event, right? Is it's like, how often do you have, you know, 23 of your friends over three days in the same place, on the same golf course because we really all built kind of a rhythm. You know, I think that's the cool thing. And this is again, a shout out to soul park. I then we mentioned this before they redid their, you know, bar and grill, which guys, we can't recommend it enough. The bar and grill is amazing. These windows that open up and overlook the first tee. Um, but I think we really developed that rhythm that really kind of carried us all the way through. And that was just really cool. But I think for someone like a Steven, I think it activated something in him. And it's the, and the other one to me is Alvin, you know, first of all, shout out to Alvin for shooting his personal best 82, which is awesome on Sunday during a singles match. Um, which, you know, there's a paradox of knowing his score in a singles match, but you know, whatever. Um, but like I could tell Alvin was like, you know, he was already like next year I'll do this and next year I'll do that. And like his brain was working in a way that I could tell was new. And that's just so cool to see, you know, so it's like spread the doctrine of match play. It's super cool. Well, and it got everybody excited to get back home and continue to play match play. Like everybody in the group chat that we had for this tournament is all like planning 
matches together and planning to get out and play. And that's the best part is like, yo, we're not, we're all amateurs. Like go out and have fun with this game. Like counting every stroke and trying to shoot your low every time you go out. It, I, it's cool, but like playing a match against somebody and then having the opportunity to go out and play them again and again and again and like have that long term tally of like who's winning the most matches between the two of you and you know really really seeing that is so much fun and I think it makes the game so much more enjoyable for people and it just creates another element for people to to you know have more fun on the golf course and not take it as serious even though in a tournament like this you had jelly legs and you know guys were bringing it down to 18 with a 35 foot putt that they hit slamming off the side of the wall it's just like it's awesome and it just brings a competitor out of everybody and it just makes it so fun and that thing is i don't think anyone was mad or sad that they lost or won they just had all the fun no and this is this i promise this is gonna feel like this is not the case i'm not making fun of you but like i mean this sincerely like you took your eight and seven ass beating really well because you're like i ran into a goddamn buzzsaw like you, you guys just took it really well and I, even the only well, couple I matches wanted people that, got wiped. i wanted that competition yeah. like i chose to play against two of the longest hitters in the or the two longest hitters in the tournament with hussy and JD who JD is a you know plus two and a half and Hussey probably could be a scratch golfer um if he figures some other parts of his game out but like well Chris let me tell you I went to um I went to a club champion this week and I found out exactly what my specs were I'm sorry Hussey yes you're getting it dialed dog you're getting, getting it dialed. dialed certain parts of his game if he can get it together this guy this guy's ball striking is absolutely phenomenal and these two guys, I went. I picked my lowest handicap, which is Pat, a two point five. Pat, I love you, boy. I absolutely love you, but you did not have the two point five in you this weekend. Um, I feel super bad that I put you up against the buzzsaw twice because uh, JD the saw and, got the saw got the, the saw saw. Oh God. JD and Hussey just absolutely like stepped on the gas seven, from the there beginning. Were seven under through eleven. Right? Seven under through eleven, dude. It was. I. I mean, we literally halved two holes on the front nine. That's we couldn't even. We were inkling to win one hole, and JD hits a twenty-five foot putt. It was just like there's just no hope here, and we just stayed positive, kept going, and we just had a great time. And then once our match yeah. was finished, we continued to play. We started another game and played like game Sick. for the remaining holes and just enjoyed enjoyed our round. And then we had a great lunch, went out and we played alt shot and me and Jack fucking took our match there. Hell yeah. And ironically, just to prove a point, J- J- JD like I think lost like four and three or three and two. So yeah. it's like that's where all shots go. You know, our, our, our boy Moon to put him in some, you know, T-U-F-F spots. But that's the fun of the different formats, right? Like, that's great. And we wanted to create some chaos. So we put our, we put <laughs> yeah. our, 
you know, plus handicap with our, our boy Munda who rocks a nice little 16 and it, we, we wanted to see some chaos there. So that, that was a great thing is we were able to create these matches that were fun for everybody. And I think JD had an absolute blast playing alt shot with Munda because Munda is an ultimately great person to play golf with. And then yeah. I think it just created a challenge for JD. Like, he had to yeah. hit some shots that he were completely out of his comfort zone that he probably hasn't had to hit since he was, you know, a young teenager. Yeah, no, totally. And I think the only thing piece of feedback that I heard that I think will adjust, we did straight up all chop, meaning like if you tapped in the other person at the next shot, I think we'll do modified all shot, you know, because I realized, you know, JD pointed out after the fact, Ryder Cup style is odds and evens, so people have kind of an you know, and then there's some strategy on where you tee off. So we'll probably do that next year, but I think everything else will kind of re-rack it and send it back. But Chris, you know, what we talked about doing for next week's episode is what we're going to do is we're going to kind of put out a a call to everyone who who came. And so what you guys will hear next week is, you know, everyone will have two or three minutes to talk about the turn, like, you know, the tournament, their favorite hole, uh, just a little bit. So you guys get a sense from other people from us, but I do think it's worth asking Chris now that we've played there, you know, played there now four times over a short amount of time. Uh, does any hole in particular stand out to you and don't say all of them because there really are maybe two 17 and 18 are kind of janky holes, but they, those honestly grew on me. There's so many good holes out there, but did any hole really stand out to you now that you played this place, you know, four times over a three day stretch? Yeah, so I I would say there's two. So I would say 12 is one of my favorite par fours I think I've ever played. It's so it's a it's a long out there dogleg right. So it's it's not like your normal dogleg right where it cuts right at halfway and then starts doglegging to the right. It's about like 230 to 40 on like a 380 yard hole to get to the the corner. And then it had just a slight dogleg, right? But what I love about it is the green complex on that hole. You've got a bunker front, right? You've got a really elongated bunker along the backside. And the green has this run up. What I love about soul park is they shave all of the, all of the apron to be almost as smooth as the green from about 20 to 30 yards out on some holes. And so this hole has a green off to the right with two tiers. It slopes down at the bottom and then has a second tier that goes up top on the right hand side. And depending on where the pin is placed. And I think during our match, the pin was top, right? You basically have to hit this, whooping draw up and onto the first tier and let it dribble over most people that we played hit it far right it just makes you have to hit such a strategic second shot or if you're a long hitter and you you don't mind trying to have to punch it or trying to figure out how to get out of there i saw jd and hussey both hit it wide into the trees on the right hand side which gives them like a 60 yard punch or if you're able, if you're lucky enough to get a good look, you can hit like a 60 yard little wedge shot out of there. And it's like a very easy hole for those guys, but it just really gets you to think. And then 
16 par three um, is one of my favorite holes. It's not very, it's like right in the middle. It's like plays between 160 and 170 yards. And you have to hit over this ravine with a kind of this devilish bunker on the back, right? Then you've got this little bunker on the left and then it's kind of a snaking green. That's like a triple tier that goes from bottom right to upper left. And it's just a really, really interesting hole in no matter where they place the pin, it literally makes you have to hit a good shot. And I think the, the bunker on the backside is so well placed. It's such a great, um, great thing to have because it's just the way the green is, it just kind of waterfalls into that, uh, bunker. So if you hit it long and you don't have enough green space to get that second hop, to get your ball to start stopping on you, you're in that bunker instantly. And I just think it's a, it's just a well-designed hole. Yeah, those are great. I, I've, I've gone back and forth. Um, I don't know. I, I think that after this hole, maybe it's because of all the positive energy, but I think number one, that might be the best opening hole I've ever played. It's, it's just wonderful. I mean, because, again, you're right there by the clubhouse and the bar and grill. Everyone's watching. There's people up there. It's a shared tee sort of with number 10, which uh, shout out to Rick. He, he shanked one so bad on number 10. He yelled four, and he you heard this lady on the first tee go, oh. Um, so that's, again, the, the hill is in the way, but if you hit a cold shank, sorry, Rick, um, then you know, you're right there. But it's just great because if you pound driver – you actually go all the way down the hill, which sounds wonderful. But then the issue is you actually can't really see the flag. You have kind of like, I'm making this up. It's 68 yards to a green. You got to hit a chippy little wedge there. Um, or you can kind of lay back and, you know, big kind of sprawling green. Uh, but I think kind of sets the tone for the entire course. And then, you know, you, you walk right off that green and go up to two, and then you've got kind of a force carry and another great hole there. But I think number one really stands out to me. And then another one that I really like too is 15, you know, basically if you, uh, you know, unless you're JD who hit hybrid, almost, almost into the crap, you know, you hit a good solid drive down there and you've got a nine iron to maybe one of the most diabolical greens I've ever played slanting back to front, uh, three tiers and just, just, just bone zone. But yeah, it's a, it's just a wonderful golf course. Um, the one thing I'll say that, you know, is a, a little bit of negative feedback, negative, not the word. I wasn't captivated the same way by five this time, the punch bowl. It wasn't as punch bully as I remembered. And also too, maybe it's because it was this time of year, but you know, for example, in our match, I had a six iron, a perfect six iron on the downslope of the punch bowl and it didn't actually even roll. It stopped. And so I found that one to be a little jarring because that was the hole I was most excited to see. And after having played there, that's not even probably in my top five. Um, before with the boomerang green is it really, really stands out as well. But yeah, I'm going to go with number one. It's just, it, you know, again, so many different options, great green complex and such a beautiful view from the ridge there. So number one, but um, anything else, Chris? I, I mean, again, just a wonderful tournament. We're excited for you guys to hear from some people who are not us, uh, people, voices you've never heard before from our buddies. 
What's up, y'all? This is Alvin Yee, a.k.a. the fake Anthony Kim, a.k.a. You Just Got Yee, from Pleasanton, California. Soul Park was a blast. Could not have asked for a better condition and maintained course for a multi-event weekend. It was absolutely amazing from the tricky greens to the many creative approaches to each hole, and even the restaurant. I gotta say that for its price and what it has to offer, Soul Park might just have it all. My favorite hole is going to be hole number 5, which is the second part 5 on the first 9. Reachable in two, but the green is a back-sloping bowl in a corner, which makes your second approach a dicey one if you tend to spray it. Now, I didn't go for it all weekend, but big shout-out to Nate Dykstra for putting it in for Eagle on Sunday from the fringe. My favorite shot from the weekend is going to be from Sunday's round, where I dunked it in for birdie from the greenside bunker on hole 17. It was hype. Never done something like that before. Lastly, huge, huge shout-out to the Municipals for organizing this event. They got a bunch of great dudes come out and play play friendly competitive matches and for it to come down to the wire like that means it was really well set up also i love the opportunity to play with folks i've never get it i never got a chance to play with before anyways great job this year looking forward to next year peace anything else you want to say chris not much for me it's just i just want to again thank everybody for coming out soul park for having us you know our great sponsors that that donated stuff with matchstick and and seamus golf and i just can't wait to do it again next year and expand where we where we started and you know we're we're still debating you know my whole idea when i when i started this was i wanted to it's going to be a debate i wanted to rotate it between um different courses because we are the municipals i do want to be able to showcase other golf courses like we were able to showcase soul park to so many people that attended this event and got to experience soul park for the first time i want that feeling over and over again with other courses and and for them to be able to get that feeling of walking out to these spectacular public golf courses that they've never might not have ever heard of or uh, ever played and just be wowed when they walk off of it. And and all I would say is that, you know, in the same way as there's four majors, there's a venue that is so unique and so captivating. They go to every year. I think that what I walked out of this weekend thinking this place is better than I remember it. And if this is not the crown jewel of public golf in our country, I don't know what it is. So I think the cook, my personal take, the cookout stays at Soul Park, but then we do a travel event, maybe call it the picnic or something similar, and you have ball control and you can do whatever you want. But like that one is meant to, like the point is, I think we hope some of these events will grow, right? We can do more than just kind of do one of these one a year. So we'll debate, but no, I, I'm, I'm, it's um, God. It's, just for, for for year one where you expect mess ups, um, just went off that hitch. Yep. And shout, again, shout out to Keith and the staff there because they welcomed us with open arms. So it was and great. Thank you again to our guys for being a uh, classy the whole time and uh, just the best time, Chris. Yep. All right, guys, take it easy. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. Well, then be on the, the lookout for next week's pod for for all the the rest of the hoodlums. But yeah. Have a, have a good week, my man. You. Peace.